What a great Savior we have. Thank you guys very much. Uh, in your worship folder, there's a little color flyer that I'd like for you to uh, pull out and draw your attention to. It looks like this, and it says, Life Lessons from Nehemiah. For the last six years, I've been doing training overseas in India and the Philippines. I've taught literally hundreds of pastors and lay leaders there. And one of the sessions that I do for them is this uh, series on Life Lessons from Nehemiah. And the last time I was in North India just a few weeks ago and taught this series, and when I was done, the pastors there were just so excited about this, and I heard a couple of them say, I cannot wait to get back to my church and teach this to my people. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, I've never taught this at Rockbrook. And I thought, well, one way I could do it would be to do a 12-week sermon series out of this material, but if I do that, a third of you will miss half of it, and because uh, you don't come every week. So what I thought I would do is we would do it just like we do it when I do it overseas. We're going to do it in a one-day session. And so we picked a Saturday, and we're going to start at 8.30, and we're going to go to 3 o'clock. We're going to have lunch for you and your workbook, and we're going to take you through this material. And it is, seriously, it is life-changing, helpful stuff. So I hope you'll uh, pay attention to this. Now, one thing that's happened is is, uh, we got the flyers printed, but we've had to change the date. And so it says Saturday, June 7th. We're actually going to do it Saturday, May 31st. So on the website and everywhere, it, it, uh, it's uh, uh, going to be the, the 31st of May. So I hope you'll sign up for that and come. Uh, we're in a sermon series now called Whispers from God. And this series uh, seeks to answer an important question. It's the question, does God speak to me personally, specifically, directly? Now, we know God spoke to many people mentioned in the Bible. For instance, there's the prophet Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, it says, As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. And all Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and gave messages to Samuel there at the tabernacle, and Samuel's words went out to all the people of Israel. God spoke directly, personally, specifically to Samuel, first as a little boy and then to him as a full-grown prophet. Now, when Samuel was a little boy, he didn't recognize God's voice. In fact, the first time God spoke to him, Samuel thought it was somebody else. He had to learn how to recognize God's voice. And maybe you're like that little boy Samuel. You've got to learn how to recognize God's voice. Now, last week we gave you five filters that you can use to test the voices that come into your life to determine whether or not it's from God. And if you weren't here last week, you can pick up a CD back at the resource table, or you can go to rockbrook.org, our website, and listen to the sermon there. But I'd encourage you to get those five filters and uh, use them in your life. Now, you might think, well, of course God is going to speak to a prophet uh, who's in the Bible. But is God going to speak to an ordinary person like me? You know, we tend to separate what happens to people in the Bible from what happens to ordinary people like us. But the truth is, there are no ordinary people in Jesus Christ. You know, God loves us. He saved us. He uh, is uh, chosen us. Samuel holds no higher place in God's heart than you do. And you need to build that truth into your life. But if God speaks to ordinary people like you and me, what does he speak about? Why is it important for us to hear what he has to say? 
This week I emailed a bunch of you and asked you to tell me about your experiences of hearing from God. And many of you responded, and I'm going to share some of those today. But I want to talk first here about the benefits of hearing from God. And the first benefit of hearing from God is it personalizes my relationship. Jesus says in John 5, You search the Scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the Scriptures point to me. Yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Now Jesus is speaking to people who studied the Scriptures diligently. In fact, they memorized huge sections of Scripture faithfully. And then they dutifully tried to live out the commands that they heard in Scripture. But Jesus says that didn't give them eternal life. You know, these people did not see that salvation is not based on knowing the Bible. Salvation is not based on behaving well. Salvation is based on a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Savior. And they had missed that truth. You know, it is not sufficient to know the Bible. We must know the Savior, Jesus, personally. You know, we're not saved through information. We are saved through personal interaction with Jesus Christ. Now, this can be confusing for people who grew up in the church. How many of you grew up in the church? Any of you grow up going to church as kids? Lots of you did. This pattern may sound familiar to you. You go to Sunday school on Sunday morning. Then you go to church service at 11 a.m. You come back on Sunday evening at 5 o'clock for training union. Then at 6 o'clock, you go to the 6 o'clock service, and then at 7.30 after the service, you go to someone's home for a singspiration or maybe something called an afterglow. And then you come back on Wednesday nights for a prayer meeting, a Bible study, you stick around for choir practice. Uh, Throughout the week, maybe you've got a men's fellowship or a ladies' fellowship or another home Bible study. Now, there is nothing wrong with any of those things. I mean, I did most of them. I made my kids do most of those things as we were, they were growing up. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. None of those things will save you. None of those things will save you. I mean, you can grow up immersed in Bible knowledge, but holding down the facts versus having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, two totally different things. Okay? Now, once you have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you've got to continue to have communication with God in order to have a vibrant, living, growing relationship with Him. Because any healthy relationship requires ongoing communication. And that includes a natural relationship between people. It includes a supernatural relationship between people and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. In Philippians 3.10, Paul says this. He says, now I have given up everything else. He says, I've given up, and he he articulates it there. He says, I've given up being a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I've given up being a member of the tribe of Benjamin. I've given up being a Pharisee. I've given up trying to be a keeper of the law. He says, I've given up trying to obtain righteousness through my own effort. He says, I've stopped trying to please God, and I am trusting God in Jesus Christ. Now this shift that Paul had from trying to please God to trusting Jesus Christ, this is what he says. He says, I have found it, that shift, 
to be the only way to really know Christ and to experience the mighty power that brought him back to life again. I mean, how much power do you have in your Christian life? There was a Christian song years ago that said, Jesus rose from the dead, but you can't even get out of bed. You know, how much power do you have in your Christian life? Uh, complacency in our Christian faith often comes because we have no direct contact with God. We're not hearing what He thinks, hearing how He feels. We're not connecting with Him in an intimate way. And the reason we don't have any potency in our faith, the reason why our culture is adrift and spiraling down, is we as believers have grown so weak that we're not impacting the culture as much as the culture is impacting us. And one of the reasons is because we communicate more with our culture than we communicate with our God. We hear more from our culture than we hear from our God. Christianity is a love relationship with God, and no love relationship can grow without personal communication. Now, the power that Paul refers to here is the power that helps us to endure suffering. You want to know how powerful your faith is? Get a bad report from the doctor. Experience a tragedy or a loss or a disaster. Now, this power that Paul is talking about is only transferred through personal contact, personal communication with God. One of the responses to the survey. After being released from the hospital following my heart attack, I was home alone on a Sunday morning while everyone else was at church. I was sitting on the sofa feeling, on the one hand, very thankful to be alive, but on the other hand, I felt totally overwhelmed physically, emotionally, and financially. I felt like a huge burden to my family. I was weeping and crying out to God. That's when the whisper from God came. Just three words full of compassion and encouragement. Rest in me. Those three words brought peace and comfort into my life. You know, hearing from God personalizes the relationship. Second benefit to hearing from God is it promises that I belong. Uh, Jesus replied, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. You know, an essential need in every person's life is to know his or her identity as a fully accepted, much-loved member of God's family. Without knowing your identity in Christ, you know what you'll do if you don't know who you are in Christ? You will strive for significance. You will doubt your acceptance, and you will seek approval from other people because you don't know who you are in Christ. And all of us have days of doubt, but it is hearing the voice of God that reassures us that we belong to Him. We are His children. You know, that knowledge is not merely informational. It is experiential. It is derived from a deep yearning to connect with God, to fill the God-sized void in each one of us. You know the emptiness I'm talking about. You know, and we will try to fill that emptiness with something. We'll try to fill it with relationships. We'll try to fill it with a career. We'll try to fill it with money or things or more destructive things like sex, drugs, alcohol, even food. But there is a hollowness in us, and there is nothing in this world that we can cram into that void to fill it. You know, what are you trying to fill that void with? 
If we don't let God fill us, we will try to fill ourselves with something. And many of us have tried to fill ourselves with things that are destructive. But we need to know who we are. We need to know who we belong to. Listen to this story. I grew up without a dad. My grandparents made me go to church, and each year they would have a father Sunday. I was made to go with another father son. One year I went and came home and went straight to my treehouse and let God have it. I said, Lord, all these other guys have fathers and mothers. Why don't I? Even though it's been 50 years ago, I'll never forget it. God said, don't cry. I'll be your father. You can be my son. I didn't understand it completely at the time, but as I read my Bible and accepted him as my Savior and Lord, I realized we are all God's sons and daughters. I never felt sorry for myself again after that encounter with God. Now, you see the difference? You know, you've got this, this guy, 50 years old, past middle age, who as a boy went to Sunday school, but it wasn't until he had a, an encounter with his Heavenly Father that it made the difference. Paul says in Galatians 4, 6, Now that we are his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, and his Spirit tells us that God is our Father. You are no longer slaves. You are God's children, and you will be given what he has promised. You know, knowing who you are to God confirms that God is a promise-keeping God. Because we all know people who make promises, but we also know they don't intend to keep them. But the longer we know God, we come to know that God is a promise-keeping God. And the promises that he makes to us, we can depend upon him to keep. The promise to forgive our sins, the, the promise to lead and guide and direct us, the promise that we have of heaven. You know, we, when we know God, we can cling to his promises. And God really wants you to know how he feels about you. Until you know how God feels about you, you're going to be insecure in your life, you're going to be insecure in your faith. And so I want to encourage you not to just do Christianity. Don't just do church. But take the time, take the energy to seriously pursue God. You know, ask God, do I matter to you? Am I significant to you? And that experience, that connection will make all the difference. Number three, hearing from God provides direction. James 1.5, if you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you. He will not resent your asking. You want to know what God wants you to do? You know how God wants you to react in a certain situation? You know how God wants you to respond to certain people? Ask him. Ask him. And he won't resent if you ask the question over and over. You know, some of us are just not secure in the fact that God loves us. Oh, we know God loves the world. I'm just not sure if God loves me. God loves you. God loves you. If there were no one else in the world but you, Jesus Christ would have died for you. That's how much God loves you. And so God's communication with you is not primarily corrective. It's not just about correction. God wants to give you wise advice on how to live. 
You know, his communication. You know, all that sin that you think is irritating God, he sent Jesus Christ to erase and eradicate it. God's already released it. And he wants you to release it too. You you need to release it and let God love you. you. Let God guide you. And he will if you'll listen to him. God will even guide you about where to go to church. Listen to this. Before we started coming to Rockbrook, we did not go to church. We had talked about it a few times in our early relationship, but we both didn't think we needed to go. We said we believed in a God, but who knows what we really believed. We even said when our first child was born that we wouldn't force him to go to church. We would let him make up his own mind. One night while sitting on the couch watching TV, we both looked at each other at the same time and said at the same time, we need to find a church. We both felt like God was talking to us in that moment. It is still one of the neatest things that ever happened to me. It affected my life for the better. Our marriage relationship was pretty rocky. I was a miserable father and husband. Rockbrook, through God, saved my marriage and, quite honestly, my life. God cares about everything that concerns you. He cares about your family. He cares about your job. Listen to this one. I asked God about changing the company I worked for. He told me I needed to be home for my kids and that I couldn't continue to travel. I was scared to leave a job that I'd been very successful in and made very good money at. I asked him who to call for employment, and he responded by bringing to mind a company I worked for 10 years earlier. When I called the owner, he said, when do you want to start? This was two years ago when the economy was in the tank and no one was hiring. I no longer have to travel, and I am with my kids a lot. I have peace that I'm serving my purpose to serve him by being a good father. God wants your life to honor him, and God wants your life to be enjoyable for you. And that's why it's important to hear God's direction. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, classic passage. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. But you've got to listen to God's voice. And if you're not hearing God's voice, it may be because you're not willing to obey what you hear. I mean, if you've ever had a disobedient child who, who wouldn't, didn't care less what, what you said, well, what happens? You just stop giving them advice. And it may be that if you're not hearing from God, it's because God's not interested in giving direction that's going to fall on deaf ears. So if you want to please God with your life, ask him what he wants you to do, listen to what he says, and then obey and do it. Number four, hearing from God prevents mistakes. Job describes some of the ways God speaks into our life. He says God speaks again and again, causing them to change their minds, keeping them from pride, warning them of the penalties of sin, and keeping them from falling into some trap. You know, God speaks words of warning, words of confrontation, words of correction, because he desires to prevent us from making mistakes. God doesn't want us to commit sin. God doesn't want us to experience the injury and pain that comes when we disobey him. But we must be willing to listen and obey. God told me to leave a dating relationship. I was very humbled that he would speak to me directly. I eventually ended the relationship, but not immediately. If I'd obeyed immediately, it would have saved me a lot of heartache. 
It gave me peace and a certainty that God is always right. I should follow his will for my life even when it's something I don't want to do. He loves me and cares about every detail of my life. I can trust him completely to guide my way. I grew to love him more. You know, God is concerned about every area of your life. He knows what you are doing. He knows what you're thinking. God knows what you intend to do. And he wants to help you stay on the path. Isaiah 30, 21. And if you leave God's paths and go astray, you will hear a voice behind you say, No, this is the way. Walk here. You know, sometimes when we're planning to leave God's path, he will intervene and speak to us. Listen to this. At a low point early in my marriage, I was ready to give up and couldn't see a way out. The Lord spoke to me as I was sitting on the floor with my head in my hands. I heard a voice say loud and clear, what about the children? I had been so focused on my own misery that I didn't think about how it would affect the lives of my two little ones. It startled me to the point that I never thought about divorce again and continued on with my life. We got things worked out eventually, and our marriage improved over time. I have always thought about how that voice changed the direction of our lives. You know, what mistakes would you have avoided if you had listened to God? What pain would you have avoided if you had done what he said to do? God wants to speak to you. Do you believe that? God wants to guide your life. And if you want him to guide and direct and speak into your life, then ask him what he wants, listen to what he says, and then do it. Let's pray together. Maybe you're here today and and your life is full of knowledge and information about God and church and righteousness and how to live. But maybe you've never had that personal encounter with God through Jesus Christ, his son. God is speaking into your life today. God is inviting you to open up your heart and life to say, God, please come in. Let Jesus forgive me of my sins. Let him wash me, make me clean. Let him make me brand new. Give me that abundant life, that eternal life that you have promised. God, come into my life and make me your child so that I can hear your voice and so that you can guide and direct and protect me lead me God is inviting you to have that encounter with him that makes that connection Father we thank you that you are a promise keeping God that you have promised to meet us where we are that you promised to bind up our wounds that you will unleash a power and a strength in our lives that you will give our lives meaning and purpose and significance and so today we come to you and invite you into our lives God, speak to us, for we ask it in Jesus' name.